Hey, Hi, everybody. everybody. Welcome to the Mary and the Jerry, Jerry podcast. podcast. I'm Mary. I'm Jerry. And we have been married for, when this podcast is being recorded, for 35 years. 35 years. Seven presidents. <laughs> you say that every time. I do. And what do we talk about here on the Mary and Jerry podcast, Jerry? Everything. Life. Love. Marriage. Faith. Family. Parenthood. Bacon. No turkey bacon. I'd talk about bourbon more, but you won't let me. So, <laughs> anyway. Basically, we just talk about our experiences as a married couple and uh, some of the things I'm that sorry, we've been a through. Seasoned married couple. Yes, we are very seasoned. Very seasoned. Lots of salt and pepper rubbed in. Salt, salt, pepper, pepper. And then the next line is rub your meat, rub your meat. But but we shouldn't say that because people will think inappropriate things. So, anyways. Don't do that. <laughs> FYI. Okay. Well, this just got started off in a wow, really that was, different. That was different. I don't know. Do you want to plus? Nope. Nope. We do not. We just, we are ourselves and we, we do not censor and ourselves. Unafraid. Okay. No, I'm very afraid. <laughs> I don't know why you're you just say afraid, we're afraid of what I'm going to say. Well, I just went down that road. You do. Okay. Every once in a while. So today, today we're going to talk about marriage. marriage. And specifically, we're going to talk about intimacy in marriage or the lack thereof how to keep the spark alive bong chicka bong no no we don't we don't do that kind of music that does not keep any spark alive that is like a dousing flame retardant of all sparks do not wow okay 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 so does that include bong chicka yes that includes that as well Oh, okay. 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 Else? It's like, no, no. No, no. No, no. Okay. okay. So what we did was we did a little research, as we do for these podcasts. Um, very, very little research. <laughs> but we looked at the 10 most common reasons for a lack of intimacy in a marriage. So, Jerry, do you know what the word intimacy means? Intimacy? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Try. I, I don't know. Try while I look it up on the phone. Try. <laughs> I, 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 a certain closeness, um, um, a certain um, uh, aspect of your relationship that you know each other really well. And Okay. You, but you're going to give me the book I'm definition. I'm going to give you the you got to look it definition up. of intimacy. It refers to a close, familiar, and unique bond between two people that results from a deep connection and mutual understanding. It encompasses various aspects of the relationship, including emotional, physical, intellectual, and sometimes spiritual closeness. Emotional intimacy involves sharing thoughts, feelings, and vulnerabilities with trust and openness. Physical intimacy, while often associated with sexual closeness, also includes non-sexual touches such as hugging, holding hands, and cuddling. Intellectual intimacy arises from sharing of ideas, values, and discussions that stimulate mental connection. And spiritual intimacy involves sharing a sense of purpose, values, or beliefs that transcend the individual. True intimacy requires trust, communication, and the willingness to be open and vulnerable with each other. Well, I'm feeling strangely intimate with you right now. <laughs> no. Okay. See, no, we're not. No, none of that, Jerry. <laughs> no, no. Please stop. <laughs> you read that so well. Stop. Okay. Come on. Get it together, buddy. Let's go. All right. So what we did was we like I said, did some very little research. And we looked for the top 10 things that are most common in marriages, like uh, top, top 10, 10 problems. This is like top 10 list. That's what yeah, we get. Top 10 list. Okay. So the first one is a lack of communication. Now, what I, what I would like to do, Jerry Don, is oh, talk about how this has affected our marriage. You know, this podcast is only a certain <laughs> amount of time. So, you know, we may not get to all 10 of these. I'm just saying. But, all right, I'm game if you are because, you know, I wish to be in. Well, okay. With so, you. a lack of communication. A lack of communication. This is um, not really something that I think we struggle with. We no, no, communicate no. a lot, often loudly. No, that's talking to each other. That's not necessarily communicating with each other. Let me what, tell you what semaphore? it is. Semaphore? We might Morse struggle code? with effectively communicating. Because you don't listen to our me. Needs. <laughs> you don't listen to me. Our needs and desires. 
and concerns to the other, leading to misunderstandings and feelings of neglect or isolation. Has that been the case in our marriage, Jerry? Yes. Okay, would you like to <laughs> expound on I that? I just did because you don't listen to me. And- <laughs> You don't do what I want. Ah, so let's talk about that. You, I don't do what you want. Do I do what you need? Sometimes. Not all the time. No, that last batch of earrings I definitely did not need. <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, okay. So, okay. I, I You're so easy. I mean, I don't mean that in the biblical sense. I mean, you're just... Oh my God. You're just, it's so easy to get you to stop, start cracking up. You're like, you're like, you're, you're like Harvey, Harvey Corman, and I'm Tim Conway on yes. the old Carol Burnett oh my show. Goodness. Okay. And you're just like, you are. All right, Jerry, lack of communication. How can a couple be, communicate more effectively? And how have we really tried to improve our communication? We, we were not good in the beginning at telling the other what, what we need. So the biggest challenge to communication, and it's always a challenge because we are humans and not Vulcans. Although Jerry does have a, a very deep line of Vulcan with is that it's, it's very, you hear, you sometimes hear with your heart and not your head. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And I, any, someone who shall be unnamed tends to be very emotional and they don't like logic. They're like, they're like Klingons and they're like, Kabath, Aska, Haya. And I'm, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, here's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, if nobody, if they don't watch Star Trek, they're really not going to get. <laughs> well, if they watch Star Trek, that's very sad for them, and they should. Okay. But the point is, you know, we are very emotional creatures. So the first thing, and it, and it's the number one thing to do, and it's the number one challenge, is particularly when you have to talk about a difficult subject. This is not the communication like, what do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't know. What do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't know. What do you want for dinner? What about Italian? No, I don't want that. What about Mexican? Right, I don't right. want that. Well, what do you want? Well, you just pick something. See, that is a lack of communication. Okay, so let, let's talk about that dinner conversation for just a minute because it, I think it actually leads to a deeper problem. So You never know what you want for dinner. No, you just don't want to cook it. that is now in this season. Okay. When we were first married and we were beginning to start our family, right? you always asked me what was for dinner and I always had an answer. At 7.05 a.m. I that sure is as correct. Did. That was the most I, important question of the day. Well, and I learned that about you, right? So I learned what you needed. You needed to know what you could look forward to at the end of your day. And then my son started asking too, Dad, what's mom making for dinner? Well, I don't know, let's ask. And, and I, we'd turn to you and in unison we'd go, Mom, what's, what's for, for dinner? dinner? And I would, have a, I would have an answer. It's not until after our daughter passed away right. that this current communication issue arose. Yes, because, because you I ironically of, have more challenge making dinner for the two of us than you I did do. for the four of us. Because the four of us, I know how to cook for four, I know how to cook for 40, I, I, I don't know how to cook for, <laughs> for two. two. It's challenging. But I, I would you say that, not that I'm swimming for a compliment here, but would you say that I've done better in the last four or five months than previous? Well, yes. Now that we have a, a vacuum freezer bag system, you just cook for four and we freeze half of Correct. it. Correct. Okay. But I mean, I've done better like planning the meals and all of that sort of thing. Well, oh yeah, because then of course there's the... Instagram cooking lessons, like they're really yeah, yummy because that's, that's beef what ramen I do. soup that you made the other day. True. But I, I, I live my entire life for Instagram. No, I do not. No, but not you occasionally close. cook for Instagram. Uh, yes. But, but yes, Anyways. you've gotten much better at it. Okay. But that is, that is one of those, you know, basic, um, Back to the actual topic. Woo. Lack is, of communication. Is well, taking be- emotion out of it. Particularly right. we have to talk about a difficult topic like money. We'll talk about that later. No, we won't. Or family or mm. children mm. even, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you as a couple have to communicate, you know, m- you know, maybe your, your child, you know, did something really great or did not do something really great. And you have to figure out how to deal with said something not right. really great. Um, you know, how to be on the same page. Together. How to be on the same page. Okay. So communicate. So- Communication yes. between a couple, how would you suggest they kind of build this skill within their marriage? What can they do? Um, what, can, what did we do? Uh, we, we had a couple, we have a couple of communication rules. Well, so the first thing is, so there's really, there's really two rules. Mm-hmm. Which need not we, we don't always follow. I'll be perfectly <laughs> no, honest. No, because we're human. We're yeah, human. is 
if you're if you're dealing with a tough issue, you don't get to bring up the past, right? I mean, this could be an issue that you're revisiting, family, money, children, whatever. And then second, you stick to. Sorry, I was looking down because I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> second, you, you know, you stick to the topic, right? There's no. Right you know, ad hominem attacks as such as it were. You don't, you know, you're not out. The whole key to communication is, and this is tough for you. Yes. You're not out to win. Mm-hmm. You're out to reach a resolution. Right. And that often involves that C word that you hate so much. Compromise. Compromise, right? So communication is not a competition. Um. It shouldn't be because then you get into this, right. you know, it's not Thunderdome a, death struggle which, and it becomes a fight. Right. Um, which has happened a lot times, in right? our marriage. Be- okay. Because again, two people, you're very passionate. You may have a totally different viewpoint. Um, so you have those two rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. State them quickly again. You, um, you, you don't be- stick to the topic. Don't bring up the past. Okay. And no, you know, take... Take as much emotion as you can out of it. No, like, attacking each other. You're there to reach consensus, not victory. Okay. So, for me, those are, there there are two other rules. Um, The first one is you never, ever bring anything up that's hard or will cause strife (laughs) Uh uh, once you have gone upstairs to go to bed. (laughs) Okay, I might, I might have violated that rule a few times. Just in the in last week. Well, yeah. Okay, because he'll lay in bed and he'll ruminate on certain things and then he'll just start talking and I'll be like, and Mary will now be up for three hours as I pray and I consider and I do all the things. And then the next day, Mary is just wrong. Yeah, out. I'm not really a sleep on it sort of guy. Some peop- uh, Some of our friends are very much like, we are not going to solve this tonight. All we'll do is okay, get in a fight. We'll go to there bed. There wasn't anything to solve. It was just something you were concerned about that could have waited till the morning. We no. weren't fighting about anything. We weren't disagreeing about anything. You just had a concern. Yes. Okay. So that's- I don't hold that in very well. No, you don't. I'm like- I, wanna, I love you, but I no, you I want to get the situation not. resolved yes, before you I go to sleep. But it was, it was your situation. Yeah. Like my part in it was basically listening to you and then helping you. And then if I had something to do, um, then, you know, I could have helped. No. Okay. Close your mouth. Second one for me Mm -hmm. is there needs to be, and we discovered this very early, especially after the birth of our children. And most especially, well, Jonathan was diagnosed with asthma when he was 18 months old. So really it started out pretty, pretty early in our marriage that we would have a designated time for you and I, without the children, whether it be, mostly it was after they went to bed, to have conversation. And when I say conversation, I mean, when you were in the Navy, I couldn't always, you know, I couldn't call you and and say, hey, Jerry, this is happening. I need you to come home. Right? Mm-hmm. That didn't work. No. So if there was something that was really bothering me or I needed to kind of bring up to you. Having that, that time that I know, like for us, it was after the children were put to bed, after bath time, bedtime, dishes were done. Right. We would chat for probably 30, at least 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. How was your, you know, we, it was beyond the, how was your day? Mm-hmm. It was, Hey, this is coming up. I'm concerned about this. This is what the budget says, blah, 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 blah. You know, and we go and we do that. So I think having that in your mind and building that as a consistent habit is a very, very healthy thing. Yes. Now, what did you want to say? Oh, <laughs> so did you have another one? Nope, I'm good. Okay, so I think part of the communication is also, it's not just, the, the other thing is, um, I think the catchy phrase they use is active listening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, men, let me give you a little tip. I've probably given you this tip, but yeah. I'll give this tip to you again because this is vitally important to not only the survival, our survival as a species, but to the happiness of your marriage. When you get to this moment, say, that Mary just described, where you're talking about your day, and she starts to describe a situation, the first thing that you ask men, and you do it politely without too much snark, is you say, honey, do you want me to to listen or to fix it? 
to solve the problem. Yeah. Because this is a vitally important distinction that I did not learn for the first few years of my marriage. And first it, few years. Try like 12. That's the first. So yeah, it's 35. <laughs> We're not it's the first few. Um, this is very important because men, if, if your wife comes to say, well, you know, I have this problem with this person at work, uh, with Johnny's teacher, with, uh, you know, this situation with the neighbor lady, whatever, um, your immediate goal is to jump in and fix it. But that's not necessarily what they want. They want you to listen and to, in the case of my honey lamb, help them figure out how to solve the problem themselves. Or they just may say, well, it's just a pain in the ass, but I'll deal with it. I just needed to talk about it. So I am a verbal processor. I know that shocks you and it shocks our audience that I am a verbal processor. And so when I, in the beginning of our marriage, I would be like, well, this happened and this happened. And I don't know what to do about this. And Jerry would just chime in and say, well, you just need to do X, Y, and Z. And I would get all lit up because it was like, you're not listening to me. You're not, you're not paying attention to what I'm saying. So what is active listening? Active listening is eye contact. It's not interrupting. It's leaning in with your body so that they know, oh, they're paying attention. It's it's using your body mm-hmm. um, as part of the listening, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at Jerry. He's looking at me. I might be pacing back and forth. Jerry is watching me. His eyes are moving with me. He doesn't interrupt. Uh, every once in a while, he may, like, he's gotten to this point where he puts up his hand with, like, one finger, and I'll be like, yes. And he's like, I just, I have a, a clarifying point. You know, he'll ask me a question and I'll be like, okay, yes, I'll clarify something, especially if I've asked him for advice or how would you handle this? Or I say, how does that make you feel? Which carries the conversation for another 10 minutes because, you know. No, not anymore. I just get right to it. I'm either really highly irritated, agitated, (laughs) or I want to go axe throwing with a person's picture as the bullseye. Uh But early in our marriage, that was an important thing that I did not ask is how does this make you feel? Because you are verbally processing. You're working through all the emotion to get to the crux of the problem. And then either what you can do about it or what you can't do about it. So you just have to figure out how to live with it. Now, the reverse of that is when Jerry has an issue that he needs to kind of walk through, figure out, possibly need encouragement for, cheerleading about, whatever it is. And that was exceedingly challenging for me because I am an interrupter, as many of you have pointed out on this podcast. I try very, very hard not to, but I am an I I have I have a horrible habit of interrupting. And so I have had to really literally like bite down on my tongue to let him finish a sentence, which is why we have the one, you know, raise the hand with the one finger so I can ask a clarifying question. But a lot of the times when you're doing this, unless it's about money and me overspending that money, um, you mostly it's just encouragement for you. It's, you know, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, but maybe have you, you don't, I never solve anything for you. I might give you a few suggestions on like peopling, but yeah, like, no, you can't walk in there and tell them to fornicate themselves and the steed upon which they arrived. No, you cannot do that, dear. I'm like, I really can't? Then, She's like, no, you can't. No, I said, and, okay. and your your body language is very strong. Like, you you might not be saying a word, but your face is screaming everything <laughs> you're thinking. Yes, you I know. You have no neutral zone. There is uh, no, no neutral zone. No. You, when If you want to know what Jerry is thinking or feeling, you just look at his face. And you have told me, it's like, stop talking. And stop. I'm, I'm like, I'm and not like, saying I haven't anything. said anything. Your face is saying everything. <laughs> neutral face, neutral face. And I'm like, this is my neutral <laughs> well, face. Well, you got to work on that. So what he started to do is like slightly smile, which makes him sort of look like, I don't know, an ax murderer that just hid the body. But it's better than, you know, I'm going to kill you now if you say one word to me. So He's working on it and I'm working on being quiet. And so those are things. So we are still working on our communication within our marriage. Well, yes. Okay. What's next? Um, The second thing they said was routine and boredom. Life's routines and responsibilities can overshadow romance, leaving, uh, leading to predictable and monotonous relationships that lack enrichment and excitement and spontaneity. 
Okay, I'm not a big fan of spontaneity. Jerry Let's just put that out there in the verse. Spontaneity. However, this is well, this is a good topic too, because again, some of our listeners are in what did you call it? The trenches of parenthood, right? Yeah, they're with littles. They or, have little you keep yeah. using littles. When I say littles, I mean like babies to like six. And then they have young children or teenagers. They're in the active parenting years. And, you know, there's there is a lot of routine because so this is where you get into that that challenge. Children need routine. Ask right. us how we know. Yes. Um, to make your day go smoother, but at the same time, that routine kind of carries over into everything. So you've this is this is that stage when you sort of um, I don't want to say lose, but certainly your identity as a couple diminishes as your identity as parents. It's a challenge. Kind of takes over because you're you're invested in your children, right? right. And this is when you've got all that going on. Now, the, here's here's the kicker. Your marriage should always come first. Always. Because one day those little people are not going to be in your house. And you're going to be looking at your husband and you're going to be, who are you? And do I even know you? And you don't want to have that conversation. Okay. We faced a lot of upheaval with our two children, with health issues with our daughter, uh, being a special needs child, um, our son homeschooling, so forth extended family issues, being active duty military for the first dozen years of our marriage, and so on and so forth. It was not easy. You add into that addiction that we ha- that we dealt with, moving nine times in 12 years, all of that. It's insane. There, We desperately needed the structure in order for our home to work. But what we found ourselves doing was placing the needs of the children before our needs as a couple. Like we didn't do date nights. Well, date when nights they were, were little date nights were like, but they're fancy. They were like a pizza and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, for those of you that remember pizza and a blockbuster video. on a Friday night, that was big doings. Woo-hoo! Well, and we never took a trip away. I think there was one night we spent away and it was for your, was it your five or 10 year Naval Academy reunion? Uh, it's probably my 10 10 year. Yeah. Um, that we spent away and we never did that again because Courtney just, there were just too many needs. There were too many needs. But what that taught us was that we need to figure out how to have those relationships, how to have that dedicated time so that we could pour into each other. I mean, when they say you need to schedule intimacy, they're not joking, you know, and intimacy that could be being together physically, that could be, let's sit down and watch a movie together. That could be, Hey, you want to watch, uh, you want to play Scrabble. That could be. You would never consider a night playing Scrabble to be. An I play Scrabble act. with our best friends only, only because I am dyslexic and it is the fifth ring of hell for me, but they make it fun because we just laugh at how Mary spells things. And it's not an insult. It actually has led to some epic stories which still make us all laugh. But Scrabble is not my go-to. I mean, I'll play, you know, um, what is the one to Catan where you you're play on the Clue train. Because you oh, cheat. I love playing Clue. Well, you don't let me cheat anymore. You sit you sit on all the cards. I can't like sneak them out like I used to. But anyways, I, you know, yes, there's there's board games that we could play and things of that nature. And I I, you know, or like one of the things you love is you will sit, we'll sit on the sofa together. I will have my cross stitch or my crochet or what have you. And I'm, you know, and we have a book on tape that we're listening to, like a Tom Clancy book or a Mitch Rapp book. you yourself saying book on tape. I'm sorry. You know, audio and audible. Sorry. Come on. Get this. (laughs) They used to be on CDs. I. We still have some upstairs. Anyways, and we have a CD player that plays them. Yes. But like a mystery or something like that. And you you would actually be reading a book, which I find fascinating. We're listening to a book and you're reading a book and you're paying and and you you get them both. Mm -hmm. I don't, how? I multitask. Is that possible? I cannot read a book and listen to a book. No, that's so How can you do counted cross stitch while listening to a book? 
That's just counting. One, two, three, four. But you don't count any any better than you spell. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love, love you, but. But. <laughs> um, anyways. Okay. So, you know, how do you combat that? Right. So, you tr- again, this is like scheduling time to talk. Right. right. Okay. So um, the next one is all about physical intimacy. Diminished physical intimacy. It's called being a parent. Um, and if you think you don't get a lot of sleep when they're little, when they become teenagers, there's this thing (laughs) called curfew and, uh, yeah, that's challenging. I think that's just a conversation. It's a conversation between the two of you, you know, making a date. Right. We still do that now with our schedules. We make a date. Well, we have to, because we're old. Oh my gosh, Jerry. I'm just saying. That has nothing to do with anything. Okay. That, that implies that. That it, that makes some implications that are untrue. Okay. You just figured it out, didn't you? I, I'm, I'm... <laughs> okay. Unresolved conflicts and taking each other for granted. These are uh, two other points of of um, unhappiness within marriages. Okay. So, all right, let's talk about. Are you taking combining? Each other. combining I am. These? I'm combining things. Taking okay. each other for granted. Okay. All right. So how did that affect our marriage? Um, well, I think, so it kind of, I think it kind of goes back to those little, little acts of kindness, right? That, you know, we, um, we don't really consciously think about or take for granted the little things that we do for each other, like making dinner and, uh, and how I bring you coffee every morning. All right. Let's establish the coffee thing. Okay. Why do people ask? Yes, they do. What do they ask about? So here's the coffee thing. Okay. We've been talking about these little acts of kindness. And I know we have said on this podcast before, when we went to a marriage encounter at year... Oh, gosh. I don't know. 12? We uh, 12 is right after we got out of the Navy. Yeah. So you're 12 or 13, which was part of our healing journey um, from addiction to pornography within our marriage and also food uh, for myself. And, and it, we were in the, the very beginning stages of, of restoration and healing within our marriage. And so we went on this weekend and one of the things they talked about was to, uh, to do small acts of kindness, but they ask each other a question and it was, how can I make your day better? Ah, yes. And that was, we both looked at each other and we're like, wow, I never even thought to ask you that. And that ha- has been truly a game changer in our marriage. That's right. You know, because right after he asked me what's for dinner, he will say, and I give him an answer, he will say, okay, well, how can I make your day better? And that might include, well, so I don't have to go to the grocery store. Would you go and get X, Y, and Z? Um, he, for the last, I don't know, three or four years, yes. has been bringing me coffee every morning. Right. That did not happen when the children were little. I know, because we were up and about. Yes. And you grabbed your own coffee as you were in the middle of doing, you know, in between Courtney tasks. Right. So I made sure there was coffee made. Yes. Jerry has always important. made sure there was coffee made. But it, which is a great kindness to me and to you and to the world in general. <laughs> yes. It's actually a kindness to the world because you don't want to meet us in the morning without coffee. It's but just not good. The idea of not taking advantage of each other is I never, I mean, if there were a, was a morning that I came down, and there was no coffee. I didn't get mad at Jerry. I didn't call him up at work and say, what the actual heck? And demand that there be coffee. I mean, I've never done that. No, because I'm not that stupid to okay, not make coffee in the morning. Come still. on. That, and, and not, 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 not because, I mean, because I love you, yes, but because I don't want to get a workplace incident because I didn't have my coffee when oh, I walked Jerry. into the office. I'm just okay. saying. So taking advantage of one another and... um. You know, that kind of that idea of boredom, unresolved conflicts. Okay, so how do I, have I taken advantage of you? I'm sure I have. I have no doubt. Well. In our marriage. Taken, I I, I don't know. What does that mean exactly? Well, like, you feel unseen. Sweetheart, anytime I'm, anytime I'm out in public with you, I'm unseen. I'm oh, like, that is so. Oh, I'm the insta-husband. I think we did a podcast on that. I'm Stop. just saying. That is so not right. You <laughs> okay? Yes. Unresolved conflicts. This is apparently one of them. 
I don't think we have any unresolved. We just have continual conflicts. It's like a Cold War conflict. Like, let's just talk about earrings and shoes, right? I mean, that's never going to be resolved. But see, it's not about the earrings and the shoes. It's about the money spent on them. Correct. Right, and priorities. Correct. So that's an uh, that's that's a conflict that has has been an issue throughout our marriage, and um, it's like guerrilla warfare. Yes, but not not lately. I mean, in the last four or five years, we've we've really done a lot of healing in that area, and we've done a lot of conversations and a lot of conversations, hard things like. Well, because Dave Ramsey and well, because now you're like a intra uh, influencer and entrepreneur. I'm not okay. Anyway, unresolved conflicts. Yes. So lingering resentments. That's you know that's something that I I remember taking to confession once was that I was feeling resentful of you, and Father was very clear that that is just insidious. And it will destroy a marriage. Resentment oh, will yeah, destroy absolutely. a marriage. And so he gave me some some tips on, and it all had to do with how can I make your day better? It was all about working out the idea of instead of resenting him to be your ally, right? I knew yes. everything that was bad about you <laughs> and I was using it as a weapon. And Violating instead, the communications correct, rules. Instead of looking at your strength and saying, okay, well, this is where your strength is. And this is where my strength is. Then why are we not being each other's ally? Ah, you mean complimenting each other? Yes. Hmm. Well, not just, you know, being complimentary to as the a, other. As opposed to contrarian. Correct. Yes. Which we both have a very contrarian spine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some of us are titanium. Others are just ivory. Mm -hmm. I'll let you guess which one is which. Mm -hmm. But um, this idea that... We work together, right? Which is like, let's go to the finances. This is a very weak spot for me because I have a lot of emotional attachments, not as many as I used to. Would you say not as many as not I used as many to? Because you, you know, therapy is a good thing. Um, to money and what it means and how it's spent and and all of that sort of stuff. Jerry has zero. No, I, I shouldn't say that. You don't have zero. You have very different ones that are complete opposites of mine. Correct. And so you st you have some things that you're still working through with how you were raised and, and all of that. So, you know, we both have these wounds from our families of origin and then from our young adult lives. Mm -hmm. And um, it just takes time. It takes time. It takes therapy. It takes conversation. It takes prayer. Wouldn't you say? Yes. No, we're still working on it. And you're Ah, but see, that's the key. So, you know, don't don't get discouraged because these these topics never go away. Right, they reappear. They they won't because your lives are changing, right? right. Where you where you are, where you want to be, where you uh, pick my favorite topic as my wife says, where you want where you are, where you want to be and how you get there financially when you're starting a family, figuring out how to buy a home is very different than where we are now trying to figure out, you know, are we going to retire before we're dead? <laughs> Yes, that's actually a question that I pondered. We need to be careful with unresolved because a lot of these problems, another example, right? Family. Oh, right? extended family. Extended family. Even your children, you will, you know, you will have, uh, let's see, how do I say this? You are not raising your adult children. Correct. But you are still involved in their lives. Hopefully, yes. It will be different than when they were teenagers, than when they're adults, but they're still your children until one of you is dead. Correct. Uh, sorry, was that too blunt? But but until one of you is dead. So you're always going to be looking at it through the eyes of a parent. Correct. Even when they're married and have their own children, they are still your children. And and even though they're now adults, you know, that's... Um, and you have to be careful there because right. when they leave your home and they marry and they have their own family, they are their own family. They don't owe you anything. Right. I mean, the Lord says to love your parents and respect your parents, obviously the fourth commandment, but they don't owe you anything. They don't owe you an explanation for what they're doing and why they're doing it. They don't, you know, they, they have the autonomy and the freedom and the free will to live their own lives. Your job as an active parent is done. So we want to be, you know, we don't want to get too wrapped around the unresolved thing because they're not necessarily unresolved. They're continual things that you will, you will f hopefully develop better skills to deal with 
But take it from me, money never goes away okay. as an issue, does it, dear? No, it just changes and evolves. It just changes. And, and we change and evolve with it. So, yes. okay. External stressors. Whew. Is that like stupid people? Yes. That's like the outside world affecting your marriage. Okay. Stupid people. Y'all, you have to make boundaries, 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 right? Um, Job stress, family challenges. Um, They leave, they suck the life out of you. And and if you don't have boundaries within your own marriage on how you're going to let those things kind of come in, then you're dead in the water. I mean, you're just going to be this like, no, you're just Bully. stressed out to stressed the max. Stressed out to the max, and then you're angry, and then you're tired, and then you take it out on your husband or your wife by yelling and lack of patience. I mean, it's just, it's not a good situation. And I know we have both struggled with those boundaries from time to time um, on the external stressors. I mean, sometimes you can't avoid them. Like this last year, as we talked about in a previous podcast, you know, um, we lost uh, Jerry's sister and his niece. And that those were two external stressors we couldn't control. We have no control over them. The only control we have is how we handled them. And it's this idea of interacting, right? Of sort of scooping it in a little bit at a time. You think of the 31 flavors, right? How they, they scoop ice cream. And it's a little bit, little bit. I've never actually had all 31 flavors. Well, because some of them are gross. But anyways, but if you've ever watched them, they like build this perfect scoop of ice cream a little bit at a time. I'm fascinated by the ice cream (laughs) analogy because I knew this is where you would go. I really would like some mint chocolate chip right now. Apparently you have ice cream on the brain right now. So if if we look at that as kind of like what we're scooping up into our lives, if we have boundaries, then it kind of creates, you know, it's the ice cream scooper. It creates that perfect little circle of, of balance. Like I can handle this much. I'm going to interact with this. I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to react. I'm going to respond. Right. So Mr. Chairman, yes. What's the difference between reacting and responding? Reacting is always negative. Uh, well, not always negative, but I would say 90% of the time. Now. Like something happens and you're like, you just react. Emotionally. It's, emo- it's an emotional response. Uh, response. Yeah, it's an emotional response. Whereas responding is a thoughtful, it's an intellectual response, right? You've thought about it. It's not immediate. And you're like, somebody says to you, Jerry, would you like to volunteer for this, 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 and this? And Jerry goes, let me think about that for the next, you know, I'll give you a call tomorrow. He calls the guy up the next day. I can do this, but not the other two. Or I can't do any, right? Um, so it's that idea of response, of intellect over emotion. Because here's the thing. Our emotions are, they're nothing to be afraid of. They've been given to us by God. Anger is a good thing. It can be righteous. It tells us that something is wrong. Fear is nothing to be afraid of. It is, it is not the boss of you. It is just an emotion. And the same um, physical chemistry that creates fear, it's the same hormone, adrenaline, that creates excitement. It is your intellect that says, I am afraid or I am excited. Okay? so. In the priority of, of how our emotions work, it's intellect, which tells our emotion, right? Our emotion is our action, right? It's what it fuels us to take action. So we think about something, right. then we decide, oh, I am going ex- to scoop the ice cream. Right. I'm excited about this. So the, you put it in there and you scoop the ice cream. The action that leads to the action of scooping, right? And to the result of Mary's going to have a really lovely ice cream cone. Okay. So it's intellect emotion, action, result. I see the ice cream. I scoop the ice cream. I eat the ice cream. And then I don't tell the doctor when I take extra insulin. But anyways, um, no, I'm just kidding. I really am just kidding. Please don't at me for that. (laughs) Okay. So that is the idea of external stressors. You have to decide as a a couple, what are you going to allow in and what are you not? That's conversation. And it's going to change over time too. Okay. So the next one is lack of individual growth. Oh, that's an interesting like, one. Are you counting these by I the am. Way? That's number eight. We only have two left. Okay. I was just checking. That's a good one because that growth, growth could that could be interpreted in many ways. 
you know. Um, Such as? Well, as I recall, you asked me on the podcast dealing with my 59th birthday, what did I have learned in my 59 orbits of the sun? And one of those is that you never stop learning and you never stop growing, right? Uh, whether it's, you know, how to make um, Vietnamese food, which I've always wanted to do. It involves a lot of chopping. I know. And I knives and I don't always get along. And it involves uh, things like octopus, which you don't like. Oh, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Anyway. Uh, anything with more than four legs, unless it's a lobster or shrimp, does not get eaten. Just saying. The other thing that I thought was interesting was somewhere in here they've thought about, you know, doing things together, right? Mm -hmm. Doing hobbies, learning a new thing together, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like the time you took me painting. Yeah. That was fun. It just showed my complete and utter lack of artistic <laughs> ability. We laughed together because I... I am artistic in some ways, but not with paint. No. I mean, you're Which is weird because you're fun. always wanting to repaint our house. And no, I'm no, like, no. Painting a wall, I can do. Uh-huh. I am actually getting ready to take a little watercolor class. I love watercolor. I think it's absolutely beautiful. My dad, who was a painter, um, he was a Renaissance man. He, he was... he gardened he painted your dad was a definite abstract yes he was, he, was. Not, he did not have a realism phase. but he did See, i use my art words there boom <laughs> but he did he occasionally did watercolor and i have I was never always... seen one of your dad's watercolors oh, yeah, i have one upstairs those are all oil aren't they no not all of them oh. some of the smaller ones are watercolor oh but i just love the medium because it's 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 very to me impressionistic right so i love monet manet you know I love that era. Monet, 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 Monet. Okay. So I'm excited to, to, to try. You go right ahead. And what new hobby are you doing? Reading. That is not a new hobby. I don't have a new that hobby. That is a true love of your life other I, than Jesus and me. I don't have a new hobby and because if I tried to, to paint, it would be more like, here, let's give the four-year-old a box of crayons. But you used to do those miniature scenes. What do they call them? Dioramas. Dioramas. You love those. Yes. Yeah, but those take up, you know, those take up a lot of space. A garage. Yeah, that's why you need a garage to do and that stuff. And you um, also loved model airplanes. Those also take, I, I do, but those also take up a lot of space. Well, we could hang them from your office ceiling. In theory, yes. I'm just saying, just a little challenge to you. Okay. So individual growth, learning something new, maturing Right. When it comes to money, I, there's been a lot of personal growth. A lot of personal growth. For me. Yes. And there's been a lot of personal growth for you when it comes to charity. Yes. <laughs> that was a delay. It took a time. Yeah. Okay. Neglecting date lights and um, quality time. We've talked about that. Don't neglect them, guys. Even, even if it's once a month. You know, I mean, like we, we just, we didn't have the money. We didn't have the time. We didn't have the emotional capacity, but we had a kitchen counter where we, I could sit there with a cup of tea and Jerry, as he did the dishes, cause that was our, our split of household chores was I would cook and he would do the dishes. Kids were asleep and we could talk. And that made, that made all the difference, especially in the early years. Yes. <laughs> that was her only alone time. Pretty much. Pretty much. Sleeping. Yep. Um, and then the 10th the thing is a bit tricky. It is, you know, sexual dissatisfaction. Let's talk about sex, baby. Nope. Let's talk so about here's you my, and me. Do you, have, do you have something to say about sexual dissatisfaction and how, as a couple, you can um, overcome that? Reminding you that this is a family show? What was it that the stone said? I can't get no da 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 satisfaction. Um, no. Um, so I would say. Remembering this is a family show. It's all about communication. Yes. It's all about time. Yes. It's all about patience. Yes. And it's all about. Um, Honesty. Well, yes. Yeah. Honesty. Honesty is such a, a wonderful thing in marriage. Wonderful thing in marriage. Okay. <laughs> Honesty. Ladies, be honest. You know what makes you happy and you know what doesn't. Do the thing. Not that thing the other <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want it to mean. Okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> Family show. Um, 
Do that voodoo Gentlemen, that you okay, do. stop. The thing. Gentlemen. <laughs> Listen to your wives. For women, 90% of sex happens in our, our brains. Like we have to get ourselves to a, a place mentally, emotionally, and physically to receive you. And that takes more than two minutes. When you stop me up, stop me up. Is there any 1980s rock song you're not going to sing in this? No, I'm kind of getting into my Stones phase. I'm, I'm kind of getting my Jagger on. Okay. I got moves like Jagger. That's, that's Maroon 5. That's not Jagger. Well, whatever. Anyways. The word Jerry, Jagger's in it. What, do you, what, what advice do you have for husbands? I.e., what has your wife taught you over the past 35 years? Um, don't be in a... Don't be hasty, hobbits. Very good. Yeah, I can do the Rolling Stones and Tolkien when we talk about That's sex. That's it. Don't be hasty. Don't be hasty. Take your time as as men. Okay, what about in our early marriage where there was no time? You would still say, don't be hasty, hobbits. Correct. Because it's, it's, it is, it's that, as you said before, it's that time that you want to set aside so that you're not just... I can't say this because we're a family show. Well, here's the thing. You're you're repeating your marriage vows with your body every single time. So in 22 And on minutes, that day, <laughs> it took us 22 minutes to be married. Wow. I'm just saying. That's, that's, what you, that's where you're going. That's with where that. I'm going. Wow. Okay. Take your time. Listen. Listen. And listen. What else? Be romantic. Now, you know, some of my friends, my female friends, they're not flower people. They they don't they don't get into their husbands bringing them flowers or anything like that. They have other things. So, what that, is your deal with the stupid flowers then? Did, stupid flowers. They die. <laughs> they're expensive and they die. That's all I'm gonna say. Jerry, for you to open up that wallet. It is the supreme act of love. It I know. Is. You know that. And there's your answer right there. I know. It's the supreme act of love. And they're beautiful. And they're just, they're just a they piece die. of God's creation that I love. Fresh cut flowers are just beautiful. So is sushi. And when I bring you that, you're equally happy as when <laughs> I bring you flowers. So how does that work? Oh, Jerry. I, I, have, no, I have nothing else for Th- you. I know. Thank you. But I'm bummed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, please. About what? Anything. Marriage. <laughs> they just heard you sigh. I, I Am I like providing the summation? Yes. Like the Summation of marriage. Like the summa, the the, the, the summa logica of marriage? Uh, not, the summa theologica? Yeah. No, well, not the Kuma Sutra because oh. that would be bad. We're a family show. But the summa theologica of marriage. Okay? Here's the summa theologica <laughs> of marriage. <laughs> nah, we won't get it. I, okay. Point of truth, I listened to your podcast that you listened to last night with the Kelsey brothers. Oh. We're we're like we're like okay, but we're not G-rated. The, we're not the Kelsey. They have they have a problem with certain words. We're not those. People. I have a problem with certain words too, but you just make sure I never ever ever say them on our <laughs> podcast. Anyway, so okay, the summa theologica of marriage. Okay, number one, communicate, 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 communicate. Um, not fight. Very clear point. But don't well. No, if you don't fight, b- just communicate. Yeah. Don't be afraid to have co- hard conversations. Conflict is going to exist. But remember, um, you know the 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 path to communication enlightenment. Number two, acts of kindness. Always remember that it's the two of you. And as I always say, never ever leave your wingman. But you have to take care of your wingman, right? So find out. You know, I I, I love your phrase. What can I do to make your day better? I I think that's perfect. That pretty much sums it all up, right? Because you've heard it. Every day, for right? All so years communicate. Now. Try to figure out how to make your day better, and and um, always at the end of the day, remember that if you do everything right, at some point, your kids will be out the house, and it will be the two of you, and you don't want to say, "Oh, what do we do now?" Well, you're going to say that, but it's going well, to be in regards to painting the living room. Or figuring out where your office is going to go that you finally got after 35 years of marriage. <laughs> so, you know, it... Don't give up on each other. Don't give up right. on God. He he made the other for you. I mean, 
Jerry and I could not be more opposite. We've talked about this before. Literal opposites on the personality spectrum. And I have to say, my love, you yes. are so much fun to be with, unless you're talking about money, and then I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, um, no and, and you're you're just, you're funny, you're witty, you're very kind. You have a servant's heart. That's your love language is service. Not flowers. No. Um, and, but see, here's the other thing, guys. Last, last little moment before we play the not so newlywed, newlywed again. Um, the flowers are not for Jerry. They're for me. And they speak to my heart. Right. Okay. What speaks to Jerry's heart is when I make him chicken fried steak, mashed potatoes, green oh, beans, yes. and lemon meringue pie, which takes an entire day. There is love there. Because baby. that it's service. It speaks to his love language. So you have to remember when you're giving someone gifts or you're or you're um, having conversations, how do they hear you? Right. How do they receive love? Because that's how the Lord wants you to talk to them, and that's how he wants you to serve them. Right. Okay. But you just—it is your turn. All right. To pick for the not so newlywed. Oh, can't do that one. Newlywed game. Show. Here we go. Here. When did you realize you were in love with me? I think I've already told that story. I don't know. I knew I would, that you were the man that I was going to marry on our uh, very first date, our second official date, but our first date alone, when you took me to mass, uh -huh. and I looked up at the altar during consecration, and I saw. You and me kneeling in front of the altar in our wedding garb. And I knew. Wow. I knew. The first, I mean, I had never had anybody kind of uh, treat me with such grace and was such a gentleman to me. How about you? When did you realize you loved me? This will be interesting. Um, I was not on the third date. Um, I wasn't on the 30th date either. I think it was probably that first summer, right? So we met in April, and then I came back up that summer to go to summer school and came to, to see you almost every weekend. Of July, yeah. Because I had my super cool 66 Mustang, <laughs> baby. Okay. Coolest first, uh, coolest instant mobile ever. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I just, I, just, I just loved being with you. Not necessarily with your entire family, but that was part <laughs> of the deal at the time. But I just loved being with you. And I'm like, yeah, I could definitely spend the rest of my life with her. I'm not sure when I came up with the L word exactly. I'm sure you do. The first time I said it. Um, it was October of your senior year. Oh, I year. said I'm falling in that direction. direction yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I said we were having a conversation after a, a conversation, party. and you're like, "Do you love me?" And I said, "I think I'm falling in that." Well, direction. I told him. I told. I told you first. I said, "Well, you I did. love you, and I'm all in." You did. You of course have I never see, let me forget that in 37 correct. years. I was brave and bold. That's who I am. Uh -huh. Okay, I get to ask the next question. Okay, hit me. Describe, if any, oh. ways in which our relationship has changed you. Oh, it's definitely made it's definitely made me a little bit more of an extrovert and given me a little more empathy. Oh. A little bit. That's beautiful. Okay. We'll go from um, a thimble to a shot glass. You have uh, made me realize that I am smarter than I think I am. Yes. And that I can do whatever I set my mind to. Just go do it. And that matching contributions to a 401k are good? <laughs> have we gotten to that part yet? <laughs> Just saying. Over a more classic Jerry Don Lunneberg line, that would be it. Okay. Okay. Next question. Oh, this is perfect. Are you ready? What no. similarities do you see between our relationship and that of our parents? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your you parents gonna, first. My parents first. Our relationship and my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm my father. You're my mother. Okay, that's too easy. No, no. Here's why. Now that's too easy. What oh. else? Is that all you got? Uh, we. Oh, I'm sorry. Not everybody knows that. <laughs> not everybody that. knows okay. my dad. My dad's been okay. dead for you 22 made, you years. You find that there. Okay. So I look like my dad. He had no neck and yeah. Um, my And my mom says of all eight of her children, I'm the one that reminds her most of my father. He was a natural storyteller. He was very effervescent. He walked into a room and owned that room. Oh, he sure did. And he was fun to be with. Um, he was highly emotive. A little bit. He was uh, 100% freaking Irish. He was he was a and he, a navy guy. Yeah, he was an alcoholic till he till I was 19. He was an active alcoholic. 
and just he had seen a lot of things and and had a lot of wounds in his life. Um, but my father also had a tremendous amount of faith, loved Our Lady, loved the church, loved his family. Oh, my gosh, he loved us. Um, didn't say the words, I love you. Didn't say those. Um, my mother? mother was 100% German, <laughs> uh, very frugal, very... Um, I don't want to use the word rigid, although I think that's the clearest word. Stern. Stern is a better word. She yeah. had eight kids. And she was totally the admiral of that, that house. Yeah, yeah totally she, we, see that. She ran that house. It, it was a tight ship that she ran. <laughs> and um, and it was hard. It was challenging. It was on one income in the 70s and 80s. And it was just, it was, it was a very challenging thing for my mom. But she did it beautifully. And we never wanted for anything. Um, Avoided jail. Was, Some of well, you just barely. <laughs> true. Um how else like my mom, like, are we like my parents' marriage? Um, well, we, we were a military family for 12 years. My parents met in the Navy. My mom right. outranked my father. She was a lieutenant. My Your dad father was, was the JG. dreamer. Your mother was the practical that person. That is correct. Yes, I am the dreamer. You're the practical Your father man. was a... Lawyer. Pack rat. And he argued. Your like, father was a pack rat and yes. he argued... I am a Amazing pack rat similarities there, yes. Uh-huh. I don't ever let anybody... Walk get, away and get the last word. No, it drives me nuts. Nope. But Jerry has this thing where Jerry is like his mother and has to have the last word. Okay, so my parents. Your turn. Yeah, my How parents. How are we like your parents? Really? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. They're dead. You're not going to offend them. I'm, I'm. Uh, I'm very outgoing like your mother. Yes. My, You're, you have the resting, uh. I, Donald I, Dean face. Oh, I definitely inherited the resting Jerry face from my father. If you've ever in in every family photo that I've seen for he looks like a prisoner from the eighteen hundred years. <laughs> I think I see. I, I think think he's got an actual smile twice. Yep. Like the he just didn't smile. He, no. But he was a man. He served. Well, they you both are did. Very, they both did. But they your dad quietly served, and that's you. Yes. You very much are a person who will go in. Nobody will ever know. You're just there. You do what needs to be done and you're out. Interestingly enough, also much like me, my you, my father didn't have to say much to see that, oh, that no. he knew what Elner he was Pearl thinking. Oh, no. Elner Pearl knew exactly what he was knew thinking. Knew what he was thinking. Raise the eyebrow. That means they're gonna, there's going to be a date. Yeah. I, I mean, you could. He, 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 he raised his voice, Elner Pearl, and you just, you ran. He, he was one of those people that you could look at his face and go, yeah, nope, this is not a good time. This is not a good time. Not going to have that conversation right now. Okay, how else is our marriage like your parents' marriage? Um, they both marriages were were faith filled marriages. They were faith filled. They were they were they went through a lot. Yes, you know both my of them did. my mother's brother died from cancer. Mm -hmm. um, they um, you know they they had challenges with with raising us and God mm -hmm. knows your parents had challenges raising you guys. Yeah. And they had external challenges. My dad lost his job. Uh, one, two, three was laid off like three or four times. Yeah. You know, your, your, your parents, uh, not that that wasn't a challenge for them, but they had other things that were happening in their life too. So yeah. Do you think, do you think they're proud of us? I think they're proud of us. I think uh, I, they told us they were proud. Of I, us. I, you, well, yeah. I mean, let's be brutally honest because we're brutally honest. Um, my parents did not agree with a lot of the decisions we made about Courtney, but that was just a result of their their era and their worldview and their upbringing. Like, you know, in their day, people did not keep kids like Courtney at home. They went to an institution. Um, of course, we told them... Uh, there was no institution. They're, 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 so. they're not there anymore, by right. the way. But, you know... Um, but yeah, I, I think, remember the last time we saw I your parents. I think toward when the they end, together. they were very proud of us because because we didn't quit. We we had made it through. We didn't quit, and um, you know, my mom was a school nurse for a lot of years, so she really knew on a you know on a a a, a deep level what it took to take care of a child like Courtney. And I think I think we surprised her sometimes that you know we, we did, did as it. we did as well as we could. Yeah. So yeah. My mother has been very gracious with her. Um, sorry, get emotional. Very gracious with her uh, compliments, especially after daddy died. Making sure I knew how proud they were of us, that we didn't quit. We didn't quit on God. We didn't quit on each other. And uh, as hard as it was sometimes. I have no Kleenexes, just I know. so you know. <laughs> um, and... I share that because we were not, 
we were not great sons and daughter. We were we we didn't do it right, guys. We were very um stubborn. Stubborn, stiff necked. We were we were we Rebellious. thought our yeah, we thought our way was the best way. And I I there's regret there in that. Um but we did we did say we were sorry. We did have those moments. We did reconcile, which was beautiful. Um, but just, you know, if you could avoid that, that certainly saves <laughs> a lot of time. That's the preferred option, yes. But um, I'm proud to be Joe and Bunny Green's daughter. Do you need a hug? Afterwards, but anyways. Okay. Um, Somebody needs a hug. And I'm proud to be Don and Elner's daughter-in-law. I never thought I'd say that, but I'm very proud of okay, of well. who we've become. Yes. And we've done it all literally through God's grace and his mercy. It's not us, trust me. We're too damn stubborn for that. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Anyways, okay. Okay. Wow. So there we go. Now it's zippity doo dah, <laughs> zippity yay. Anyways, we have come to the end of this episode on marriage and conflict within marriage and how to all the things. How to recreate intimacy within your marriage. Um, I hope it's been helpful to you. Has it been helpful to you? It's always helpful to me. You know how I love to talk my feelings out. <laughs> But hey, if you want to reach out to us, you have questions, comments, whines, grabs, complaints, you can call us at 571-354-0351. You can hit us up by DMs. Um, you can- On uh, Instagram. Instagram. Um, Please hit that like and subscribe button. Like and subscribe button. YouTube, leave a review. On Spotify and Apple, wherever you listen to your uh, podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, and if you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, you can send us an email, um, and all of that will be in the show notes, but we would, we're looking for sponsors. That's right. It's time. Yeah, <laughs> It's time. So, um, that's something that, you know, the Lord has put upon our heart as well. So thank you guys for joining us on the Mary and Jerry podcast. I'm Mary. I'm Jerry. Until next time, friends. God bless. <laughs>